0: Are you ready to be fired up? I've got Jamie Muster, author of The Block Theory. His book just launched two weeks ago. And I will tell you that before this podcast started, I couldn't even, we couldn't even stop talking. So I am super excited to bring Jamie to you. He's full of energy, he's full of life, and he's ready to just, just give you so much uh, advice that you could actually utilize in your business right now. Let's get you fired up Hey, we don't hold back on this podcast. We say it like it is. And sometimes you may not like what you're hearing, but I guarantee you, you'll know the information given is truly what you need to do to take your business to the next level. So hang tight because you're about to be fired up with me, Krista Mayshore. Hi, Jamie, how you doing?
1: I'm good, how are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, we're so happy to have you on here. I am very happy. So I love, you know, tell us a little bit about the block theory. Well, what, what, what is it?
1: Well, the exact title of the book is The Iconist, The Art and Science of Standing Out. And the idea in the book is that we're so over like what's what's happening, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners or watchers can identify with this, but really one of the reviewers of my book said this about what I solve. Scarcity of attention is the defining business challenge of our time. Say Bill it one more
0: time. I love it.
1: Scarcity of attention is the defining business challenge of our time and that was
0: so true because we're having it's getting harder and harder to get people's attention but first of all do you know a new study came out that our attention span is six to seven seconds That is the attention span of a goldfish. We now as humans have the same attention span as a goldfish.
1: Well, another, there's real research to back this up. In 1998, a woman who was doing research for Microsoft and Apple named Linda Stone, this is before the internet was even rolling. she coined the term continuous partial attention to describe how we were hit with so much media that we're only partially paying attention. I mean, in fact, there's research that shows that even having your phone in front of you can lower your IQ because it just grabs your attention. So we're all trying to sell things that are valuable to the world. We're all trying to push things out in a world where um, everyone's distracted and we can all feel it. And there's psychological ramifications from it. So this is all covered in my book. First is the problem. How do I get someone, if somebody would just take the time to engage with me, they would know that I have the be, the best idea, the best offering, the best art, the best houses on the market. But the problem, because the person that actually quote, gave me that quote, um, it, was the, uh, it was an endorsement for the book was the founder of Fast Company, Bill Taylor. And he said, and the, he opened his endorsement to my book with, scarcity of attention is the defining business challenge of our time because everybody is so distracted by messaging overload in their devices. And I have all this research about that in the book. I call that dilution. And what that means is, 50 years ago before the internet, Krista, you would have just been competing with other real estate agents in your area. And it was like a level playing field. Today, with information overload, everyone's distracted by everything. So everything competes with everything. So it's a very different world. So there's a thing that I talk about in my book, Blocks, the primal laws as to why things stand out and take hold in the mind or endure in the mind. And I explain how you can use these simple primal laws to move your message three inches to the left, and get people to engage with you. And then, as long as what you have to and what they're engaging with is authentic, honest, and good, uh, then you can get more traction and be more successful. Whatever your offering is, that's the idea.
0: I love it. Okay, so tell me. So basically, how, what what do you do to get people's attention to move them? You know, three. Three, three shakes to the left, like you said, because okay. we're all trying to compete for attention And as real estate agents, lenders, and local professionals. Our job is to get the community, get the attention of our community to become the community market leader in our sphere. So, you know, it's getting harder and harder. We're finding, I used to say that it takes about six touches. Now we find, you know, it's about 20, right? It goes from six to 12 touches to 20 times before somebody sees you that they'll actually click. So tell us how we can stand out.
1: Okay. I wanted to read you this quote before I did that, but I'm like, I'm seeing if I can find it. Arg. Um, oh, here it is. This is a quote from um, Dropbox. Did I find it? Okay. Well, there's a quote from the, the founder of Dropbox <laughs> that talks about um, if Einstein were alive today, he would, you know, go to his email check his Slack notifications, and he'd be so bombarded, we wouldn't have relativity. So it is a major, it's a major problem. It um, is so yeah, problem. so, so the, the, the first and basic principle is that I'm going to explain how it works in different categories and then explain how you can define it in real estate. Because it really is like a it's, it's, it's a, it's a way of magnetizing people into paying attention to you. So the first and foremost rule is, because everything is so busy, because we're bombarded with so much, if you lead with the busy, you instantly get discarded. So you need to create a monolithic simplicity, something that someone can understand in their lizard brain about what you are, that corresponds to what they want, before they even have a chance to think. If they have to think when they first see what you present them, if they go to your website or your splash page or you're sending them something, you want to send them something that they can connect to in an instant before they have to change. So the first principle is you need a monolithic simplicity. Anything busy gets discarded in an overly busy world. Does that make sense?
0: It does. So give me an example. So um, let's just take real estate for an example. And so to get the community's attention so it's not busy and it doesn't get discarded, How do they? what, what okay. would the advice be? Can Let's we back just say it up? you're trying to get sellers'
1: attention. Okay, can I can I back it up and talk about for two seconds, and because and talk about how it would relate to say art or music or like speech, and then land on real estate. Because conceptually, I think it's easier if I give like a really a visual example or a musical example, because these laws work from medium to medium. And then when I land on the real estate example, I'll give you a really succinct one. But then I'll know that everyone can can get it. Otherwise, I think it's kind of it's heady, and I don't right. want it to be heady. Okay, my book is written in. It's got all sorts of illustrations, and it's meant so that anyone make what's different about my book than a lot of books in this space that talk about a big idea, is that I tell you how to implement that idea in the book, and I give a specific example, just coincidentally, in real estate. Do you have Do
0: you have
1: Audible? Is it on Audible yet? It's on Audible. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all was released the same day. Um, so, so. I talk about a block. A block is basically something that's a real simple thing that you repeat over and over that becomes, that's an icon waiting to happen. So if I, if I repeat something to you over and over, the minute you take it into your mind, it's no longer a block, Krista. It's iconic in your mind. So it's the anatomy of why we cause something, what causes something to be iconic. So if I'm selling real estate, I want me, my message, my houses to become an iconic in your mind in a matter of minutes within 10 minutes of meeting me rather than 10 hours or hope luck chance or years make sense yes okay so let's talk about so in let's talk about visual so if you look at say art and you look at who are the most um uh known painters in our collective consciousness it would be warhol and van gogh somebody might that does knows nothing about art they might not they might right? know. I, I
0: taught third grade and I had to teach okay. I taught them how to do Van Gogh. Okay.
1: So maybe you wouldn't know Picasso, but you would know Van Gogh and you would know Warhol. And the reason that is, is because they used this block, these blocks in every painting they ever did. A soup can, a Marilyn, um, a Brillo, a box, right? You instantly understand it before you have a chance to think and it takes up the entirety of the canvas. So, it, so the painting works like a road sign. Same thing with Van Gogh. Um, a sunflower, a tree, a bowl, a pair of boots, a cafe, a bedroom, a field. You instantly understand it before you have a chance to think. Oh, you know and, exactly what it is. That's kind of like- yeah, You thing. understand the image without any, in that microsecond, in an, in an overly busy world, In that microsecond that it takes me to understand something, you've lost a customer. And the only reason you need more touches that you're talking about is because they're not getting this monolithic conviction and instant understanding on the first touch. Does that make sense? Yes, what
0: what you're doing or what you're trying to convey to them.
1: Exactly. So that's how it would work with a painting. Say in music, a block is a nursery rhyme type melody um, uh, repeated over a more complex arrangement. It's the reason Beethoven's da, 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 da Ode to Joy, and um, Mama Say, Mama Samu Makusa. It's a nursery rhyme type melody over a more complex arrangement and repeated. And that's what pulls you into a music, whether it's today or three, three centuries ago. Mm-hmm. Okay? So if you, if you, that's why in music they call it the hook. So that is the sonic equivalent of the Warhol, the instant understanding before that without a microsecond. And then if there's something of substance there, then you keep people there with your complexity and the robust, w- the robustness of what you do. Let me explain
0: you it, how – Can you give me a really big favor, hon? Will you, when you're talking, yeah. whenever you get too close to the mic, it makes sort of a noise and it okay. might distract. So just try it if you can to maybe um, – I'll, Not back, that.
1: Up. I'll <laughs> back up. You're excited. You're you're an exciting person. So I'm i you're I love your it. Care. I love it. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'll back up. No problem. Don't change okay. your energy. Your energy is okay. amazing. Okay. Good. So, um, I'll explain how it works in say a speech. Okay. And then I'll give like a real estate example. Perfect. Okay. So uh, so a monolithic thing that you can instantly understand that you can repeat very quickly. So you, something will become magnetic and enter someone's mind is the thing they want in a very short period of time. So say. If you were to take uh, um, one, uh, maybe uh, the speech by Winston Churchill, okay, um, uh, he gave this speech in June 4th, 1944 to consolidate British support for the war, and um, he said the speech was just a normal speech on the BBC, but the end of the speech, he repeats the same emotional phrase over and over and over again, okay? So he says, uh, we shall fight. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the streets. We shall fight. And that speech became the, we shall fight speech. And because it was emotional and because it was repetitive and it's instant understanding, let's fight for our survival. Let's fight for our way of life. That became the most famous, the one of two of the most famous speeches of the 20th century, second to only I have a dream, which uses the same device. If you look at the speech, which is about 650 words or so by, Dr. by Martin Luther King Jr., he repeats the words, I have a dream or let freedom ring approximately every 85 words. And it's the reason we remember it. And it's what draws us into the sentiment. So a block, a repetitive emotional phrase, if it's the right phrase and it's authentic, it can do more than sell. Um, it can do more than get engagement. It can motivate people to do things. Like it motivated the British people to come together and carry... Um, carry on together united as a nation to uh, uh, go to the end of the war. So it's a very powerful tool and it has a lot of ramifications in terms of like how it connects to more complex information. Like if you're selling a house and you have this short emotional phrase that correspond, that you're repeating that corresponds to what your customer cares about um, and you're repeating it as you're talking to them, they'll remember more things about the house. So when you have a monolithic picture or a monolithic statement, it actually helps the person to remember the more complex things that you're telling them. So there's a lot of things that I explain in my book based on research that explain why this is such a useful tool.
0: So give me an example for real estate then.
1: Okay. So say I, I've get, uh, um, I'm a, I'm selling, I'm, I'm going to sell a house and I meet with this person and they say, um, I really want a, modern contemporary home with uh, wood, soft wood accents, okay? I really want this modern contemporary. You get, like, there's always an intersect point between the best of what you have to offer and what your customer cares about emotionally. And they'll give you what they care about. They'll tell you, what are you looking for? And they'll tell you what they're looking for. Or you can pull it out of them in bits. Then it's just a matter of repeating that back to them while you're explaining things. Uh, the more complex, well, it's 2,000 square foot house. Um, and it's a modern contemporary home with soft wood accents. So if you kept repeating that phrase while you were talking to them, you would magnetize them. And it's not a manipulation trick. It's actually what it does to the person is it shows their conviction. Repetition carries conviction, Robert Collier. So it actually communicates to the customer that you're, that you're listening to them and that you're repeating to them what they're looking for. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like they will just instantly have more confidence that you can deliver. So it's getting from them what you want, making sure that you have that to offer, and then using that phrase of what they actually care about continuously. Um, and I think that if any of your, I don't know how leery you are of me, Krista, because I know you're a top salesperson but I think if any of your um your your listeners your watchers were to test it they would find that their buyers stick with them more are more magnetized to them magnetized to them faster and are galvanized by um cuz you're basically constantly telling them there're companies that do this uh that they're building entire companies based off simple concepts repetitive concepts and they grow <laughs> so for grow. example yeah
0: We teach our students how to make a, um, to have a a phrase or a slogan, right? One of mine is when you do what you love, people love what you do. And Krista, the key to sold, right? So like I've got a billboard that says the key to sold. And so would it make sense to start, you know, I always say after every single video that I do, remember when you do what you love, people love what you do. Right. And that's kind of like my slogan is it similar to that.
1: I mean, I don't want to criticize you, Krista, but you want you want the honest truth. Can I be totally transparent? Okay. So when you're coming up with a slogan, there's a difference between a block and a slogan. And it can work on multiple levels. It can work to represent your company, like what you just gave. When you sell what you love, you love what you sold, something like that. Yeah. When you do what you love,
0: people when you do what you love, people love what
1: you do. Mm -hmm. Okay, I love that. Okay. So I like that. So so when someone comes up with a slogan, and we we have we come from a a world that's got a history of slogans that don't mean anything. When you say mm-hmm. Coke adds life, well, it's got sugar in it. It's probably not true. So people are used to a lot of slogans that aren't true. The difference between a block and a slogan is a slogan is, like Simon Sinek says, your why or a result you achieve. Okay? So um, a block is something that's the intersect point between the best of your offering, and what the customer actually cares about, okay? So if you change that to, okay, when someone, uh, so say, say um, uh, when you're well-trained, you sell more houses, okay? Okay, that is actually more, it's, that's not a, uh, it's not clever. It's a statement of fact. It's a result. That's the difference between a block and a state and, and a slogan, and that's what you can repeat. And and so when someone is creating a slogan, what I love about slogans, and I write them a little bit my about them a little bit in my book, is when someone's creating a slogan, all they're really doing is, is trying to create a block, but they don't know the anatomy of how it works. So they typically make them; they're just not great. I actually needs, list so,
0: so when you're so when you're doing a slogan, it needs to kind of convey the action that makes you different.
1: The action. Yeah. Or just the action that you actually achieve. Like you have a tremendous background. You sold a ton of houses and you've trained a ton of people. So you don't even need to be different. You could just be, uh, I've just sold more houses and trained more people that have sold more houses than anybody else. That's not necessarily different. That's a result you've achieved. So your block rather than being a slogan should represent what you are. So it should be something more like, uh, when you're well-trained, uh, you sell more houses and I can train you fast or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. whatever that would be, then there's no, no one has to think about that. And, and you're saying repetitively what you're convicted about. I mean, I would ask you a question. Let me interview you, Krista. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> um, do are, do you, do, does your material work on people? When people go through your training, do they save more houses? Do Absolutely. they sell more houses? Absolutely. Then that's, what you're, then that's what you should be talking about up front because that's that instant thing like a road sign that someone can understand before they have a chance to think. And when we're overloaded with content, we have to say that most important, powerful thing. Right so I can be
0: like, do you want to sell more houses and close more deals, right? Boom.
1: Um, you will sell more or make it as a statement of, of fact and result. You will sell more houses and close more deals if you have the correct training, if you're well-trained. Mm-hmm. Um, you will find that you that your responsiveness because there 's so much robust complexity and knowledge and truth behind you because I watched a bu- I looked you up and I looked a bunch of your videos so if you have that upfront thing that really represents the result you achieve or your purpose and it 's not done in a clever way don 't ask a question, make it as a statement. Um, you will find that you have uh, increased engagement in other words if if there's more complexity and truth and authenticity and robustness to your true story, then that I I compare it in the book to an arrowhead and a shaft that arrowhead. You can't shoot an arrow without an arrowhead and you can't shoot a shaft without, um, you can't shoot a shaft without an arrowhead and you can't shoot an arrowhead without a shaft. They won't fly. They need each other. So the arrowhead is that monolithic statement up front that represents who you are, which is the intersect point between the best of what you have to offer and what your customers care about. Your customers care about selling deals. All of this is explained in my book, and it's really easy to read. Um, so your customers about, care about selling deals and making sales. So if, if the statement is, you will make more deals, and you will make more sales if you're well-trained. That's a statement of fact. So then, all the, tr- all the power of your training is the shaft, and they yeah. work together. <laughs> the power of what you teach people, Galvin electrifies the arrowhead, And hear that
0: you will sell more houses and you will close more deals. If you're well-trained, we have the training and the tools to get you there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But so that's, so I would urge you to get away from a slogan and to come up with something that's the, that is the best of your offering, the best of the true transparent you of who you are, Krista, and what your customer emotionally cares about. And there's always an intersect point. But again, we live in the day time of a 30 second Google search to, to, um, where they, people can check anything. So if you're, not to- if you're not honest and if you're not telling the truth, people will- that block, that icon, will bring people in and it'll just expose how bad you are. So you have to tell the truth or it doesn't work.
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay, okay. Everyone listening, to this we all have tons of integrity, so I'm not worried
1: about that. <laughs> no, I know that. I'm just, I'm just saying that it, all it does is a mechanism to pull you in, and it will pull people into the good. It will pull people into the bad. It's just a mechanism of what we pay attention to. If somebody says something that we can instantly understand, that we emotionally care about, no matter how busy the world is, it'll always give us pause.
0: Okay, so that's okay. the first thing. What's the next?
1: I'm um, in terms of what do you what, what do you mean in terms of like after you get their attention? Yes. Okay. So after you get your attention, then you want to have um, some short copy, or or you want to have um, information if it's a sales meeting that backs up um, what your claim is, right? So say I say you know um, I have um, several houses in this neighborhood, several modern contemporary houses with soft wood tones in this neighborhood, and then you might want to give them a brief sentence on uh, there's seven houses that I can think of right now and they're on these streets and these are the comps, right? Meaning that would give you, uh, you wanna back up, you want something that's transparent and digestible, that's more complex, that backs up what you say. And you just go back and forth between um, giving them information and um, repeating what they care about. Did you know that I'm a published author? My
0: books sell 100 homes a year. It's a bestseller. And it teaches real estate agents and lenders how to actually think about doing business in the 21st century. And I want to give you your free copy. All you have to do is go to www.kristamayshore.com slash sell 100. That's 100. If you'd like to learn new digital marketing strategies, you've got to get this book and join the other agents and lenders whose businesses in life is being absolutely transformed. Go to www.kristamayshore.com sell one zero zero to get your free digital
1: copy today. So let me, so I would ask you like, tell me about uh, something specific about your training Krista that makes it so people are more successful.
0: We teach people how to utilize uh, digital marketing strategies combined with video, and we help them become the authority the authority in their sphere. So basically, okay. utilizing video and, and social media correctly, um, we teach them how to become known so that they're no longer chasing business, but they're lead you know businesses they're attracting it. No no, no more chasing, they're attracting.
1: Okay, okay, good. So which is, solves the same problem myself. All right, so I'm going to be Krista mature for a second. Okay. okay. So I'm going to give my slogan and then I'm going to, I'm going to repeat and then give my, and then give, not my slogan, my block. I'm going to give my block, which is very different than a slogan. It's the intersect point between the best of you and what your person actually cares about. So I, I invented my block in this video podcast right now. I invented my block that it's uh uh um people, uh wait, was it more sales and more, what was the other one? More sales and more. So, okay. People sell more houses uh when they're, well-trained. I think we had another word. It wasn't just sells. Yeah. What was it? People,
0: people sell more
1: houses and close more deals when they're well-trained. Okay. Yeah. So people sell more houses and close more deals when they're well-trained. We teach you how to do digital marketing that actually attracts customers. So you're not feeling bad, chasing, banging your head against the wall, wondering why no one's paying attention to you. We actually teach you how to do digital marketing that works and attracts people. So people are coming to you to close that deal. Because um, people sell more houses and close more deals when they're well-trained.
0: So you say it again.
1: Yeah. And you can do that. It works really well visually. So if you could try it on your website and you say your phrase, you tell them some specific content about what you do that makes it work. Then you say the phrase again, just like Winston Churchill. And then you give them more. And then what it does is it gives the person an anchor. And it also tells the person, if you get the phrase right, you will sell more houses and you will close more deals when you're well-trained. Okay, that's undeniably true. And what it does is it tells the person up front that you took the time to care about what they are running into. They want to sell more houses. They want to close more deals. (laughs) And training is the way to do it. And then you're constantly repeating, you're anchoring them in that. So, that, so, when they, so then when they're looking at and they're taking in the training, they take it in in a much more elect, uh, engaged way. Does that, does that make sense?
0: Yes, absolutely. You're, okay. a, you're honing in. It totally makes sense. And yes. I, I love anchors. We're all about anchors and they work very, very well.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of the things you're doing when you're like using a click funnel is you're trying to narrow the scope in which someone engages with you. Absolutely, when you create a funnel. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So this is a way to do that on your website copy. This is a way to do that on a brochure. This is a way to do that in a sales meeting. I think I even give the example in the book of a real estate agent. Someone says to them, you know, I want to buy. What are you looking for? Well, I'm looking for a French country home. So throughout the um, enlightenment process where you're kind of explaining uh, the different homes you want to take them to, the benefits of each home, if you keep telling them, because I know you want a French country home, try it. They'll look at you and they will engage with you in a way it will, it will, it will, it will blow your mind.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. mimicking back what they're, they're saying. And it lets them know that you, you hear them, you're paying attention
1: and you're speaking their language. Exactly. But you do it in a very transparent way because, you know, one of the things that's changed about the world is uh, people, you know, when you, when you do anything that sounds too much like a slogan, you end up actually repulsing people. And that's because, you know, 20 years ago before the, we had the internet, you know, a slogan was just a bad attempt to try to create a block. I'll give you the difference between a block and a slogan. Okay. Uh, Frosted Lucky Charms, they're magically delicious. Wholesome Hostess. Okay. Both of those things aren't true. Here's a block.
0: They are magically delicious. I love Lucky Charms. This I know. What would a person that grabs the box and I eat all the charms out <laughs> of the box? and My husband
1: yells at me. Where are all the charms? What I'm saying is that if you repeat something that's factually true and emotional, <laughs> it has and that's instantly understandable. It has far more power than a slogan. Like in this, in the '70s, FedEx had a campaign um, when it positively, absolutely has to be there overnight. Now, yes. before, the, before the internet, before fax machines, when we had to send valuable documents, that was the only game in town. That statement was a gut punch. So, a block is a gut punch. It's not a I love that.
0: Say that again. I like that one.
1: Uh, a block is a gut punch. No, no. Punch. When it, okay.
0: the, the FedEx, when it absolutely. Oh, when
1: it, when it absolutely, positively has to be there overnight.
0: Yeah, you use before, FedEx. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Before fax machines, before the internet, that phrase was the only game in town, and it was a gut punch. It was the only way to get valuable documents someplace fast, so it had an emotional resonance. And I'm telling you that if you've got a customer in front of you and they tell you that they want a, um, you a know, tal- people
0: want most people want like for example, they want to sell their home for more money without tons of fuss, right? Okay. So we can say we help you sell your home for more money without all the fuss. Yeah, Leave like the a- fuss to us.
1: That is perfect, but not clever. Just a statement of fact, transparent. No clever phrasing or alliteration. I can't do leave the the fuss to us. I like that. No, no, no. I'll tell you why you can't do that, okay? Because there's been so many generations of self-promotional advertising that now anything that sounds self-promotional actually repulses people. There was a book written about 15, 16 years ago by Alan and Laura Reese, father-daughter, called The Fall of Advertising. And it talks all about how We've had so many self-promotional claims in advertising for so long that even if something's true, if it sounds self-promotional, it instantly repulses people. So typically if it's too clever, it ends up sounding advertising-y and then it rejects, it ends up pushing people away. So you wanna have something that you can repeat, like what you said up front was just perfect. Um, um, We sell phones for more money without the fuss. And if you just repeated that in a sales cycle, in a sales meeting you would find that you would if the person was looking at three different agents and you said that 20 times in an hour meeting with um it's almost uncomfortable but it grabs attention and it magnetizes you will your percentage of landing those those houses for sale would go up exponentially
0: really you don't think people i feel like people would think i'm you know being weird repeating myself
1: i it's it it feels uncomfortable But actually, that's not the feeling they get. The feeling they get is that you're committed to what you do, as long as it's not salesy. So you go, you have to mix, you don't just say it over and over. You have to mix it with stuff. So you say, okay, so we sell houses for more money without the fuss. Here's how we do that. Here's how we do our marketing. Mm -hmm. Here's how we um, keep it away from you unless we have an offer. Here's how we do it differently so that we sell it for more and without the fuss. So, when we, when we do all these things, what that means is we sell more houses or uh, we sell your, we get more money for you and we do it without the fuss. So you've given them all this complex information, then you say it again, and then you go and you give them another bit of information. So then, you, and then you say, so what that means is, as I've been saying, is that you end up getting more for your house without the fuss. You, pack it, you package it in a way where it makes sense that you're repeating it. So as long
0: well, as you repeat this, everyone, so you'll sell more houses and close more deals because education matters.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or, you know, exactly. And as long as you if you repeat that everywhere, it, one of the reasons that people don't do it is it's uncomfortable to repeat yourself. But one of the reasons it's uncomfortable is different is A, it feels strange to repeat yourself. Believe me, when Winston Churchill said, we shall fight, it's weird. And one of the reasons it's weird is because when you repeat yourself over and over, people look at you because it works. So it's like, B, it makes you feel a little bit like you're being na- a little bit naked. But as long as it's not salesy or advertorial, it just comes across as conviction.
0: Hmm. I like it. Yeah, no salesy. And, 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 and you know, that's one thing too about with me, people are always asking me, does your program work? And I'm like, absolutely. Like in, in, in my inner circle, people always say it's, a, you are so emphatic. Like you absolutely know, like there's no doubt in your mind about what you t- train and teach. And that's what, you know, that's why I'm believable because I absolutely know it. And so, um, whenever you're selling anything, if you believe in it and you stand behind it, you, you match it with these blocks that then can make a connection with people And repeat it at the right times and back it up with facts, then you're more likely to be memorable and to make a connection.
1: Yeah. You know, one of the reasons I wanted to do your show and I agreed to do your show because there's so many people, like every time I go on YouTube, there's a different ad for somebody selling some kind of training. Okay. And almost to the point where you feel like they're more interested in selling the training than getting someone to have, you know, be successful. Mm -hmm. And when I when I looked at your videos. And when I checked you out, what, what I liked about you, I could instantly tell that you really cared about people and that you knew that your material worked and you just wanted people to be successful in life. Oh, and I, so, do. I do. I, I love people
0: and, I, and I, you know, I know I'm successful and my, pe- my people are successful.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm sure you get the, the dozens if not hundreds of responses from your customers telling you, hey, Krista, I did your training and I'm selling houses now. You yeah. probably get that all the time. And how, yeah, does that make, how does that make you feel, Krista, when that happens?
0: Oh, I love it. It's like, uh, it, it makes my day. We actually have this little thing in our, in our group that anytime someone gives a good testimony, we stick it in, a, in this one area. And I,
1: I'm always like, hey, you know. So what if I called you on the phone, Krista? And I said, Krista, I've been doing your training for two months. Before we met, I sold zero houses and now I sold two houses last month and that means like I can quit my job and I really I form out houses like like that look like they're gonna go and I'm getting listings and my life has been transformed I call you that and I say it to you over the phone Krista how I do you how do you feel in that moment
0: super happy like I mean we live for that we we live for that we we live for that
1: I know and so when I'm saying it, I could tell that when I was checking you out and looking at your videos, when I got the podcast request, and I was like, "This is not just any woman that is trying to sell training. This w- there's a difference. There's lots of people out there on the internet right now, Krista. All they're trying to do is sell the training to get a check from you for the training. Yeah. And I, and I could tell this person, th- th- Krista, is not trying to sell training. Krista is getting you to sell houses, and that's why I wanted to do your show.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you.
1: I could. D- you, you're so welcome, and I can tell the difference in about three seconds because I've been doing this for so long. And I have a question. How did you even find out about me? My book just came out. Because it's, it's we're rock a, stars. We okay. look for
0: other rock stars. That's okay. why we're looking for people that make a difference. We liked what you know your book has to – you know what, what it's about because we're all about teaching people how to utilize different skills and strategies to be the best that they can be. So when we teach our students and, and our listeners, it's not just about – you know, selling more homes or finding more clients, because we also work with, you know, local professionals. It's about becoming the best person that you can be creating more financial freedom and time for yourself so that you then can start giving back to your community. So our whole goal is to create community market leaders across the country that then are then also serving those around them who so are kind of making a movement. And I, I love, love it. What, yeah, I love what you, um, you know, I believe that
1: how did you find out about me though do you know do you remember
0: we google we, we just google and watching and we saw you on in another interview we saw you on a different okay. podcast okay cool. Cool,
1: cool yeah uh, you were on a
0: different one your hair okay, was a little cool.
1: crazier than though. <laughs> I, I, yeah well you know you gotta have that you gotta look like a crazy professor or people don't you know
0: yeah, they don't, don't, yeah. They, don't, they don't listen but, yeah, exactly. uh, but but yeah no i really really appreciate that and just so you guys know i'm not paying him we're interviewing him and he's being really sweet but but uh, so thank you jamie
1: so no I'm, I, I meant I meant it you know I, I a huge part of my job i'm I've been doing public relations for a long time i've read i I, I know a lot about what there's a a chapter in my book called uh, um naked that 's about being authentic, vulnerable, and transparent, so I could recognize that in others and I can recognize when someone's just trying to sell me something. And, and there's a chapter in the book called Perfection is Deception. And what it's about is how um, people can now check anything in a 30 second Google search. So, and there's, when they Google, and then when they Google something, they have 10 choices. So if you come across like you're not trying to sell them, but you're just trying to give them what they need in an authentic way, instantly, if they've got 10 choices, they're going to go to the person that is just trying to give them the information in an authentic way every time because the people have been so over advertised to that yeah. if there's nine choices that feel Addy and there's one choice that just feels like a person trying to help somebody, give them the transparent, digestible facts that they want. Um, they're going to always go to that person. So all of this stuff is in my book, the iconist, it's doing the art and science of standing out based on primal laws and it's doing uh, very, very well. And it's an easy read. You can blaze through it. I me- I wrote it, uh, 22 short chapters. Um, and what's different about this book than other books written in this space is I give you, I tell you at the end of the book how to practically apply it to whatever you do. Because uh, I, it's not sure. enough for me for, for people to just know. I want, like you, Krista, I, I only feel good if someone can read my book and, get more traction and sell more of their idea their offering, get more buy-in, whatever they're trying to do. It only means anything to me if they get the result. And I could tell, and I know you're, I, I just get the feeling that you really, really want people to be able to um, deliver after they go through your training. So we're, you and I are the same way in that way.
0: Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah. We are constantly tr- trying to make it better and serving our students and you know, we we want to see them successful because, as you know, as I said, it's it's bigger than just them. It's them becoming so successful that they then can give back, and we create this this movement across the country. That's kind of our, our hope and goal. And I love that you can tell. I can I can usually I'm not the best judge of character. I always think everyone's nice because I'm nice, so I think everyone is. <laughs> Sometimes I have to be a little careful, you know. But well, anyway. when I tell
1: when I tell you that there's all these uh, training videos that are ads on YouTube. Do you ever see those? Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, about? all the time. Okay. I can like, and do you ever get the idea when you're watching those that like this person is just trying to sell the training? Well, of course. Yes. Yeah. Like they come onto the ad, they've got like $50,000 in cash and they're just like, here's $50,000. Do you want (laughs) $50,000? You, you get the idea that they're trying to sell you, um, make money off selling you a training, not necessarily getting you from point A to point B. Point B. Yeah. I, so my mission in life is to get people from point A, from point a to point B. I mean, I, I'm, a, I, I'm a consultant. I have clients that I can, I have lots of ways that I can uh, be successful with clients. But the reason I wrote this book is because I want millions of people yeah. to be able to get to point, from a, B, get from point a to point B, uh, even if they don't know me or they never call me. So my goal more than anything is to help people improve their lives and reach their aspirations.
0: So he so Jamie helps you to stand out so that you are seen amongst all the noise and you can spread your message, get your um your your message out there. And one thing that I always tell, you know, I truly believe that the students that I teach, they are the best, well prepared, prepared. They can sell a home or work with the buyer better than anyone else because they're utilizing digital marketing strategies that no one else is doing. And quite frankly, they're exposing their homes to the masses. And um, I think it's a disservice if they aren't properly reaching people or if when they meet people, they're not able to show that value. So the fact that your book teaches them how to kind of cut through all the noise to stand out even more is in direct alignment with, with exactly what I teach, which I love.
1: I have a sneaky feeling that if someone combined my book, The Iconist, The Art and Science of Standing Out, the primal laws of what causes us to pay attention, stop and pay attention. If someone combined that and again, we've never met before. So if I'm loving up on Krista, it's because I genuinely like her. It's <laughs> my first time meeting her. Um, uh, I think if someone combined my techniques with your digital marketing strategies, um, they would be very effective.
0: Oh, I, I, I know they would after reading about what you do. I'm like, I'm super excited to go get the book. I'm going to listen to it though. I'm a super listener. Like I'm the one that listens to it while I'm cooking or at the gym and all that. So I, I love it. And then I also like to get the book and then kind of highlight read and listen at the same time. Cause it sinks in better for me.
1: Can I grab a book to show you what it looks like? It looks yeah. really cool. Sorry. One second.
0: <laughs> I want you to send me one.
1: Right. Jamie right now is going to get his book. All the great ones do this. This is not your normal podcast. We're like, anyway, this is the book. I love the, the I love it. looks so
0: pretty. Yeah. So it's, a big, it's yellow with a big eye on it. It's called the iconist with a big eye on it. The art and science is standing out by Jamie mustard. Oh, and I like that you use yellow because Jamie mustard yellow. Oh,
1: you noticed that. I noticed that. Oh, yeah. very clever. Yeah. So, um, we, uh, the, uh, uh brilliance audio, um, Bought the book a couple months before it was released in hardcover, and I narrated it. So if you want to listen to the audible, it came out the same day as the hardcover. Uh, you'll hear my mellifluous tones.
0: That is, that her. is, it's tough doing an audible. I did an audible for my first book, and man, that is a—you have no idea how much work it is because you have to read, and it just, it's just—it's taxing and tolling on your
1: voice. It is, but I felt like you know it's so important for me as an author. It was really important. I had to fight for it to be in my voice. Um, oh, you? Yeah, because they were in a hurry. They bought it really close to the release date. So they thought, well, we want to use a professional narrator because we just have no time. It needs to be edited. Are they editing I, Yeah, yeah. So I said, fine, I'll go along with you guys. You guys bought it. But I sent them a bunch of notes. And they said, we want to hear your advice on how to do it. And I sent them a bunch of notes. And then I got... An email from the, the editor, the acquisitions editor at Brilliance Audio saying, let's have a conversation. So uh, we, get, we got on the phone and I said, what's the deal, man? You, you, you have another direction you want to go? Fine. He goes, well, you know, quite honestly, Jamie, we just want to get it out the same day as the book. If you're willing to go to downtown Portland and jump in a studio and make it happen, uh, we want you to do it. How long did it take you to record? They, I think they said it would take two or three days uh, we did it in two eight-hour days. It was one of the most brutal marathon things I've ever done in my life.
0: Hey, let me tell you, he, he is not lying. Like, when I did my first book, Sell 100 Homes a Year, um, in fact, I've got two more books that I need to do Audible. I'm probably, I probably am just going to do it on one, and I'm writing my fourth book right now, but... It, it is grueling. Like, I mean, you are reading so much and then it just, it hurts your voice and you, it's like tiring. It's tiring to sit there and read a, you know, a 250 page book aloud like
1: crazy. It is. And, but I've been really lucky. Everyone is talking about this book and I'm a first time author and the endorsements I got for this book, Krista are amazing on the cover of the book. I feel like I know somebody famous, Jamie. Like i know. I'm so cool right now. on the cover of my book, I'm so excited about this. I'm not saying this to to self-promote. I'm saying this, well, maybe a little, but I'm also saying it because I'm a first-time author and I can't believe- I
0: really like you, by the way.
1: I I like you too. Who came came out and supported my book? So on the front of my book, Jamie Mustard cracked the code, Rich Karlgaard, publisher of Forbes. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing. I know. Founder of Fast Company said, the iconist is a standout as useful as it is original. And one of the most popular- Best selling authors in the world, Dan Pink, who's the co founder of uh, um, the Next Big Idea Club with Malcolm Gladwell, Adam Grant, and Susan Kane. Ad- Dan Pink said, um, Jamie Mustard has given us, I should read it. I don't even, oh, it's on the back. Um, we all have a yearning to matter to the world. Jamie Mustard has provided a roadmap for each of us to be heard and leave a legacy in the noise of our new digital lives.
0: Oh, listen to that, everyone. We've got to learn to stand out. And exactly. he, Jamie's got the book to do it. So we are going to- um,
1: Can I put- say one more thing? Are we going now? Can I say one more thing? Before yeah, say one more thing, go ahead. Okay, so listen. Um, when it comes to, I've been doing in, uh, PR for 15 years with medium, bi- small businesses to corporations, mostly small and medium businesses. When I go into a business and I'm helping somebody, I, it's never really their business, Krista, just like the people you're training. It's not, you're not really selling. It's not just homes. Like when I'm going into somebody's $15,000 manufacturing, $15 million manufacturing company, it's their mortgage. It's their kid's college. It's the way we, we spend one-third of our lives working, but we self-identify with our work about 90% of who we are, maybe too much. So my major goal is this dilution effect created all by the, all this distraction actually has serious um, psychological consequences. People feel like they can't get the buy-in they want, and it makes them feel bad. So more than anything... By selling more houses, by making someone's business do better, I'm really getting them the attention that they've worked their butt off for, that they've earned, they deserve. And I'm giving them the relief from feeling like they're not getting the attention that they're worthy of. So that is my goal. And by by their business flourishing, by selling more houses, they're getting the recognition and the validation um, that they're having an increasingly hard time to do when everyone's distracted. So getting that validation to the person, which is results, that's my goal. And the mental, the, the, the spiritual and mental just roadblocks, you know, like roadblocks that are gone. Like just the joy we feel when we're able to do what we want to do restored to us. That's my goal more than anything. And
0: I can tell that you absolutely have passion and desire to truly help people, and that's why we connected. Just so you know, I uh,
1: love
0: it. I mean, it has been such a pleasure to have you on here. And I want you one more time say the name of your book, so everyone can go, know where to get it on Amazon or on on Audible.
1: <coughs> Pardon me. There I coughed. Uh, I just stood out with my cough. Uh, the Iconist: The Art and Science of Standing Out. Google Jamie Mustard like hot dog. Okay. <laughs> Um, uh, it's available everywhere. Barnes and Noble target. I mean, uh, it's available on uh, audiobook, audible. Uh, yeah, it's all over. It's all over the place and it's taking the world by storm and getting way more review. It's been humbling the incredible reaction I've got to the book. And hopefully that means that ult- that I'm helping people.
0: And that's absolutely what it means, because you can tell that you have every intention to do so. So everyone go out and get that book buy the audible, help Jamie out. And, and more importantly, you're going to help yourself out, which is his ultimate goal in life. Jamie, thank you for being on here. So one last thing I always ask everybody and don't hang up when it's over because it's not, we won't be done. We'll still chat. But okay. what is your one, what is your one piece of advice that you can give people?
1: My one piece of advice that I can give people is this. Everyone's distracted. So you have to imagine that you're driving down a super information highway with millions and millions of cars and millions and millions of exits. So if you create a road sign that represents the exit, that uh, not every driver is looking to get off at your exit. So if you create a road sign that represents you, um, that someone can understand before they have a chance to think, they'll get off at your exit every time. So lead with something monolithic and simple that you know your customer cares about and people will get off at your exit and that's how you stand out in a world overloaded with content.
0: I love it. Okay, I'm going to go take action. I'm personally going to buy that book and when I do I'm going to I know I'm going to be giving you a five-star review and uh and helping you that way because I know it's going to be helpful. So you are fired up. I hope you're just like me and this is absolutely amazing for you Jamie has awesome energy. We're having, we're having a great time. I can't wait to continue speaking to him after this. And as always, everyone, remember if you want to sell more houses and close more deals, education is the key and we've got that to back you up. So make it a great day. And when you do what you love, people love what you do. I'll see you next time. Did you know that I'm a published author? my book sell 100 homes a year it's a bestseller and it teaches real estate agents and lenders how to actually think about doing business in the 21st century and i want to give you your free copy all you have to do is go to www.kristamayshore.com slash sell 100 that's one zero zero If you'd like to learn new digital marketing strategies, you've got to get this book and join the other agents and lenders whose businesses and life is being absolutely transformed. Go to www.kristamasure.com slash sell 100 to get your free digital copy today. Come back and join us five days a week, every Monday through Friday. And be sure to check out kristamayshore.com backslash podcast
1: for free downloads and resources.